On this episode, we're back with another page rave. It's spooky season, so we're highlighting some of our favorite murdery thrillers, including Riley Sager's Home Before Dark. There will be major spoilers, so if you haven't made it through this one yet, we jump to another episode. Welcome back to Page Rage. Spooky season is here, and we are so excited. It's been really tough to pace ourselves, as this is our season. We're here for everything witchy, spine-tingly, and slightly terrifying, so our Next few episodes, we'll be highlighting everything that goes bump in the night from paranormal activity to a little hocus pocus and, of course, an odd serial killer or two. Or five. (laughs) We do love serial killers. Like all I've been reading is witches and serial killers right now. So that's it. That's my that's my whole realm. Same. And I'm like rereading certain things that I was just like, "Mm, I miss this book. This was a good creepy book. I miss this serial killer. How are you doing over here? It's been a while. It's been a while. My favorite serial killer still might be from the one, your homie. Uh, love it. <laughs> love it so much. I think he's probably my, my favorite as well. Christopher, I think he's my favorite as well. I love him so dearly. <laughs> I love how you say his name. Christopher. <laughs> he definitely stole our hearts in that book, I have he to did. say. He still deserves better. That's where I need a sequel. I need to know what happened to um, his little boo thing thing and what's going on since Christopher no longer exists. Or he could just pull like a Michael Myers or something and just come back from the dead. Serial killers never really die. I want to talk about Michael Myers for a second. Ooh, let's. Here's my thing. When I was (laughs) watching the trailer, I said, listen, Jamie Lee Curtis has obviously aged like a fine wine. I'm all for it. Mm Mm-hmm. That also means Michael Myers has also aged, and why does he not show any aging? I know at this point you should have some busted elbows, some arthritis from swinging that thing. Mm-hmm. Like, there's got to be some issues. I have arthritis, and I'm almost 35, so I know Michael is not in prime <laughs> shape. And why is he still being able to whoop kids 30 years younger than his ass? I'm still confused. I mean, because he's a serial killer, and they don't die ever, nor do they age. Uh, somehow they found the magical elixir that we should probably study because somehow they just keep coming back like 60 years later. So I, I want to know Hollywood. Explain that to me. I need that. I need that put into the next Halloween movie because I know there will be one more. There is. There's another one coming out. I think it's this year. It's the one that Kyle was um, was mm-hmm. in on, I think, last season of Real Housewives oh, yeah. where she was filming it. So I think it's coming out this year. There's going to be another one after that, I'm sure. Of course so. there will. That's how we're going to die. That's honestly one of my favorites. I know it gets really bad in the middle i do think they came back with like the last one but we won't talk about the middle but at least the first two i love it i love it so much we were a jason family like we watched all the jasons (laughs) although really in all actuality freddy was probably the scariest one because everybody Uh, has to sleep i refuse to watch that i just there is no not sleeping (laughs) i want no part of that what's interesting is that this is actually preluding one of the books that we'll be reading and if well not reading but discussing in a couple episodes so we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that when we get there cat hasn't read it yet so (laughs) she doesn't know know, but we literally highlighted three of the the characters that are in there oh they have different names you know they had to change their names for safety purposes. copywriting let us know if you know what book i'm talking about (laughs) i don't even know what book she's talking about (laughs) she will i'll know as soon as she reads it i'll just get it oh Oh man, I'm behind. I'm behind. But what I'm not behind on is this week's episode. Home Before Dark by Riley Sager was published in June of 2020. It was a lockdown obsession of mine and started my 
avid love affair of everything him. It follows Maggie Holt, who essentially lived in an Amityville-esque house named Banbury Hall. I picture the house from Haunting on the Hill. Mm -hmm. For about 20 days with her family. Her father turned their experience into a best-selling novel called House of Horrors, which is the only frame of reference Maggie has as she remembers nothing from their few weeks there. After her father passes, she inherits the house and is determined to flip and resell, as most millennials do now. Her attempt at an HGTV reno is massively derailed by happenings in the house as we all discover whether the story was truth or fiction. I felt like we needed creepy music after that. It's been a while since I heard that. Is that X-Files? I don't know if it was X-Files or the Twilight Zone. it Twilight Zone? I don't really know where that came from. It's one of those. Oh, no. I think it is Twilight Zone. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Took it way back. Took it yeah, way I did. Back. <laughs> so far back, I didn't even remember which show it was. <laughs> so what did you think about this book? Do you want to know what I think or do you want to know why I gave it a three? <laughs> That's the real question. I want to know why I gave it a three. <laughs> I mean, I gave it a three, but I gave it a strong three. Uh, it wasn't like a almost a two situation, like like half the books we read. Um, it was definitely a very strong three. I thought it was – I I – was definitely interested in this book. It definitely kept me turning the pages more so because I was terrified of what was going on. (laughs) This is my least favorite type of horror to read. I hate paranormal shit. I hate, I hate reading with it. I don't like people messing with it. I'm like, leave them alone. Like you stupid people just, they have the house now. Just let it be. That's just my, my take. So I can take all the slashers, slashers, serial killers, like that will give it to me, but I can't, I can handle true crime, but I can't handle paranormal activity. I can't do it. Um, But that's not the reason why I gave it a three. The reason why I gave it a three is because I had actually read a book for my my Killers and Thrillers book club where it had a similar premise in the fact that there were literal people in the effing walls. And that was how they were like moving around the house to like do creepy (laughs) shit. And so as soon as I started reading this book, I was like, oh my fucking God, there's more goddamn people in the walls. Like this is like my (laughs) worst nightmare. So that's the only reason why is because I, as terrifying as some of the moments were, and I was trying not to picture it, especially um, Ewan's version of it. I was like, ah, fuck. Uh, I, I kind of spoiled that for myself because of that. I was like, it's people, like there's people in the walls, at least from Maggie's perspective. So that's why it wasn't as good for me because I already knew the twist was coming. Um, but there was still, it was still definitely a great read. I would, I would still recommend the read. Yeah, I was obsessed with it. This really dove me into everything Sager so hard. I, re- I think I've read, I think I finished all of his novels at this point. I loved it. Start to finish, I loved it. I gave it a five, which is a hard, hard. What was for your me. favorite? What was your favorite part of the book? I really, I mean, I love the paranormal. I'm really here for Ewan's whole story. I would have read that House of Horrors book and also given that a five. I love the Indigo thing where he goes in there and he's talking to the Ouija board. They're like, scratch it off and it's a snake underneath. And (laughs) all that part I was okay with. What I am not okay with in Ewan's book was at the last altercation with Indigo with the Polaroid camera. I can't handle that shit. I was like, nope, I'm out. Nope, nope. Like I knew it was coming, but I just, am I new? One of my favorite horror movies is like The Conjuring. So I don't make any sense. <laughs> I, I, I will watch it. If it's worth it, if it's worth being that terrified, I will gladly watch it because Conjuring, great movie. The rest of them after mm-hmm. that, forget it. But that one, so good. 
so that's that's how I felt about this one. It was definitely worth it. Also because I knew that it was people and that Ewan was a liar. So <laughs> that helped. But oh my God, that last scene with Indigo, I'm not, I'm still not okay. I'm not okay. I really loved it. I loved everything about it when she showed up in the Polaroid as... Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. And they were describing the creepy position she was in. I was like, if you do not stop this immediately. Mind you, I'm also reading it in the middle of the night because I couldn't stop and I couldn't sleep. And it just wasn't, it wasn't, I didn't set myself up for success. I don't think I went to bed until like 3 a.m. It was. I went rough. to like the old school exorcist when she's like bent running yep, down and that's, why I was that's like, where nope. I went. <laughs> nope. I was not okay. That's exactly what was happening in my head. Yeah. Fun fact, that is still considered the scariest movie to date is The Exorcist. Mm, I might, say it is. I might raise you like a conjuring slash the OG paranormal activity Watching Paranormal Activity in college, I remember I was, I did have a roommate at the time, but she was sleeping um, on the other side of town at her boyfriend's apartment and we had gone to see it. I was home by myself. I was, I was, I couldn't handle it. I literally made one of my friends come over because he was studying in the library and I was like, that's cute. You need to study in my house. And he literally (laughs) sat at my dining room table while, so I could fall asleep. Like I was so fucked up after that one. I cannot, I can't do it. My first time watching The Conjuring was very good, but it was so funny because somebody had bootlegged it at the house. So oh, it no. came on. <laughs> the, the title came on in Spanish and it was El Conjuro. <laughs> <laughs> and we all busted out. And you lost me. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't roll with it anymore. It killed me. Fair. Fair. I saw it in the theater, so I was properly That disturbed. was much scarier. Properly that disturbed. Was we were scarier. all screaming. So yeah, that was that was my life. But anyway. They did a really good job with that one. They did. They did. So if you want a really terrifying horror movie, watch The Conjuring or Paranormal Activity for that matter. But The Conjuring has a better, better storyline. So it's actually a good movie underneath all of that. So. so do you or did you think the house was actually haunted? I think the house is haunted regardless. There was a chick in the walls. Let's all be real. <laughs> there were bones in those walls. That house is haunted. I don't care if Ewan was lying. I don't care what Maggie like, completely analyzed and logical her way out of that. It's haunted. Somebody died there. The bones are in the wall. Multiple people died Period. at the end of the day. Period. But Petra, Petra's ghost doesn't scare me. It's fucking indigo that i'm like i'm not i'm not playing around with that girl no no ma'am also haunted see Mm -hmm. regardless of whose story line we're going i totally believe that house is haunted Mm. absolutely it's just like what level because in savannah i remember one of the houses it was haunted by this woman who just literally wanted people to drink tea with her or something like that like they would just see her having tea and i'm like i'm okay with that like if it Mm -hmm. has to be haunted and it's just a little old lady who wants to have tea with me I'm okay with that. Like, if, if I have to have pick a ghost that I'm down with. I'll be like, that's just Agatha. She's having tea. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. Indigo? I'm not okay with. I'm not okay with Ewan's version of her. I'm not, I'm not down for that. I feel like every time I walk into a house that is haunted, I'm always like, listen, I'm not here to bother any of you guys. You stay on your Correct. side. I'll stay on mine. I will be exiting stage left as soon as whatever I'm doing is done. And we'll call it a day. I'm glad it's not just me because I was like, am I crazy? Because I'm having like a rational conversation with ghosts. I did the same thing in Savannah. I was like, listen, I'm not here for harm. I am here because I want to know about your life. I want to know about your story. I will, you know, be backing out of here respectfully. Mm -hmm. Like, just leave me alone. Leave my friends alone. We're good. Like, I have the same internal monologue with who's ever listening. So I'm glad I'm not crazy. 
Oh, no. When we were in St. Augustine and we did a ghost tour for a bachelorette party, the tour guide was like, you, I'm going to need you to play act the ghost. And I was like, no, because I'm not Mm-mm. her. And no. I don't want to disrespect not her inviting in her. any way, nope. any way, shape, or form. I don't mm-hmm. want this to be about me. And then ironically, the ghost's name was Catherine. And he oh, had yeah, no. no idea that was That's my name. Too close. I was like, we probably have nothing in common besides the name. So we're going to bow out. Hard tangent. How did you like the layout of the book, you and V Maggie? How did you like how he flipped back back and forth? Because that seems to be his total MO on his Mm -hmm. books. I liked it in this instance. In some, it drives me crazy. Uh, But in this one, I think it was good because you're seeing what's happening in House of Horrors. And to your statement earlier, technically, we did read House of Horrors as we were reading this. We were going back and forth and we essentially were reading the book. But yeah, I I liked it because it was interesting to see what Ewan put out to the world and kind of what the expectation was when people were encountering Maggie. So you understood how they were interacting with her and why versus what was actually going on in the house and what was quote unquote real life. So I actually liked it. What about you? I did too. I actually prefer that because sometimes when books do the background where there's so much, I like to know the background of the story instead of just somebody touching on it and being saying something a glance over. So I really enjoy getting more of a backstory. It's like another story to me. So as many stories as I can get in one book, I'm all for it, as long as it correlates really well. I really enjoyed it. I, I also like it because at times one character will annoy you and the other one doesn't. Maggie, I'm not going to say she was annoying, but I don't know if I, I don't know if I was totally down with her approach to the whole thing. I think she tried to go into this situation like completely denying what was going on. And I'm like, you can't do that either. I think it's more respectful to be like, okay, we're sharing a space. I understand that. I'm not here to do you harm, fixing up the house. You know, exactly how we said. We're just stating our expectations moving on. I didn't like how she went about some things. I also did not like how she just completely ignored her parents' warnings about the house, Mm -hmm. even though they were very wrong um, in why they were trying to keep her away. I would have listened to that or at least taken it in a grain of salt of like, okay, How else can I be doing this? I absolutely would have at least brought my friend with me to help me with the renovations, like something. So I wasn't just in this house by myself. So I think she was trying to prove herself to the house and it was, it was weird. I can tell you, which is always so confusing to me. If I had been left this house, I would have immediately put it on the market. There would have been no flipping. Sight unseen. Mm -hmm. There would have been no walking into it. Mm -mm. I didn't need any of that. If she had such a hatred, I would have walked in and be like, all right. I need a realtor. I'm going to list it. Mm-hmm. Peace out. A town down. I'm out of here, which is always what they do. You always got to go in and prove something. What are you proving to a ghost? I have nothing to prove. Nothing. Nope. And you know uh, what happened? No. Bones fell out of the wall and Correct. that's what she got. And I didn't Correct. feel bad for her at all. I found her slightly annoying. I kind of got annoyed with her mom as well, because in my head, I just kept thinking, you know what? She's an adult. At some point, we're going to have to just let this let this go. They really thought they were protecting her though. And they were mm-hmm. trying to like take it to the grave with them literally, which I can, I can understand that. Yeah. It kind of got to a ridiculous point. I think as a mom, if I was her at one point, I'd be like, you want to know? There you go. Now, don't you feel like an asshole? I hope so. Besides the people in the wall <laughs> and Indigo, was there any other terrifying moment for you? I know those were pretty, <laughs> those were pretty much it for me. Uh, yeah. That last scene with Indigo, I, Mm, I was not okay. I was just absolutely not okay. I was like, this is horrifying. (laughs) Ashley is not okay right now. Um, No, I think that sums it up. The other thing I really hated was the fact that we had to play that song 16 going on 17 
continuously in a creepy <laughs> effing manner. Like, why did that have to be a part of this? I already think that song was a little creepy to begin with, just the whole pr- premise of it. Sound of Music has kind of originally I loved it and then I had to do that play and I killed it I still can't watch it to this day because I'm so tired of it why are really you doing this not thing? aged that well it, <laughs> really, it really hasn't so that I also feel like was unnecessary just the creepy record playing I was like come on <laughs> all I could think about was like you couldn't get rid of the record player I, if you're staying I there I would have done I what I did and just smash yeah. it toss mm-hmm. it up and like now what Mm-hmm. Although they would have found something else and I don't want to deal with that either. So yeah. What know. about what about for you? What did you think was the scariest part of this? Honestly, I can't say I I don't want to say I was scared through the book. I just loved it. I loved all the ghost stories. When Indigo came out and she was crazy, I was like, this is great. She's got snakes. She's a secret serial killer. She killed her dad. I was living for the twist. I was so immersed. I was just riding along and I was like, all right, what's next? Oh, there's bodies coming out of the wall down. Oh, there's snakes coming. I'm here for it. What else is going? Dane, you're a 40 year old virgin. Awesome. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> I was so immersed. I didn't even have time to be scared. I was just so excited. Every time I read there was another twist somewhere. Oh, it's her glasses. The lights are getting reflected off. I didn't see that coming. Good job, Riley. I was loving it. So I can't say I was really scared, but I guess what really threw me was the part where he, the Ouija board where Curtis was talking mm. to Ewan. And then he was like, go scratch off the picture. And I was like, don't do it. Don't scratch the picture. And he did. And she's holding a snake. And I'm thinking, what kind of psycho kid has mm-hmm. a snake for a pet? I actually liked that part. So that was, that was probably one of the parts where I was like, ooh, that was good. When they scratched mm-hmm. it off and it wasn't the bunny, it was a snake. I was like, oh shit, this book is taking a complete turn so mm-hmm. I did actually enjoy that. I liked that it ended up not being uh, Indigo's dad, who we thought it was going to be, but actually, well, at least in Ewan's version, it was mm-hmm. her who was a complete psychotic basket case. So I did appreciate that, but it was more so just the descriptions. Again, I've seen one too many horror movies. I, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it because I can see it playing in my head. I'm like, no. The creepiest part I did like was when Maggie saw, quote unquote, Petra's ghost and that whole thing. I really did enjoy that part. I, I was like, I like that part. It didn't creep me I did out. Too. I actually enjoyed that Petra got her revenge. I'm, I'm here for a good ghost revenge story as so- long as it's for good purposes. Like she's redeeming herself and she saved Maggie. So I was like, mm-hmm. that part, I'm I'm here for that. So that's yeah. okay. That I was, was probably okay my that. favorite part. Favorite paranormal activity part. I really enjoyed that. I, I can I can agree to that too. That was probably the only the only one that I was <laughs> down for. But in all of this chaos and just all the flashing back and forth, who did you think the actual murderer was? So in the end of the book, we see Dane being you know, arrested and led away mm-hmm. because they think he was the one who actually killed Petra. Because at the heart of the story, it's a murder mystery. And we're trying to figure out who, who done it. Mm-hmm. And in this real world instance, it was Petra who had been murdered. And then uh, Maggie's parents had covered it up, hid her body in the ceiling in this weird little, that is so disturbing to me also. But Dane was the one in the book who really got the brunt of it. But who did you see actually killing her? I knew it was not Dane because Dane didn't see him as that. He didn't see that stealthy. Smart. Yeah. Mm-mm. To me, which sounds mean, but he wasn't, he couldn't come up with that plan real quick. I agree. 
So I knew it wasn't him who I thought it was. I honestly didn't even think anything of it, to be honest with you. I was so immersed in it. I couldn't even come up for air. Did mm-hmm. I think it was going to be Martha? Absolutely not. No, I did not know that. Did you think it was Maggie, though? When they, when her, when she, her parents finally, or her mother finally fessed up and was like, here's this letter from your father that explains why we did what we did. Did you think it was Maggie? Did I think a six-year-old post pushed a girl down the stairs? I, I At that point, I was like, okay, I guess. I couldn't even go along with that. I was like, she accidentally pushed a giant, like, if a six-year-old shoved me, I don't think I'd really fall, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. So I didn't believe that either. I thought it was kind of going to be along the lines of some kind of scuffle happened and she fell. Your accidental thing, Maggie was just going to be there. That's how I thought it. I don't actually believe Maggie ever pushed her because if a six-year-old pushes somebody who's three times their size, they're not really going to move. Let's all be honest. Yeah, I agree. They'd have to have a lot of a lot of force. You'd have to be really surprised. Yeah. But yeah I thought I she maybe like tripped or something. There was a <laughs> scuffle and then Maggie, they just assumed it because she was just standing there. That is what I really thought of. Did I see it being Martha? Hell no. I had no idea that was coming. Yeah. I thought it was either going to be, I didn't think it was actually going to be Maggie. So when they went down this hole, I actually had a feeling that that's the way they were going to go with this too. Um, as we were creeping towards the end and then all of a sudden they started coming out. I was like, they're going to try and say it was her. So I'm glad that they didn't stick to that because I, I would have been a little bit annoyed. Definitely did not think Martha had anything to do with it. So that was definitely a great twist. I did not see that part of it coming um, in terms of that whole situation. But I wouldn't have been completely surprised if Ewan had been involved or even Ewan's wife, just given what they were trying to portray the relationship between Ewan and Petra as in the book. I wouldn't have been surprised if any of that had happened, but... I definitely didn't see it being who it actually was, which was Martha Carver, who was the previous inhabitant of the house. Mm -hmm. So that was definitely a twist. At one point, I almost thought for a half a second, I I thought maybe Curtis or Katie isn't really dead. And I thought maybe they were going to pop back in. That's where I thought maybe we were going with it. I thought it was more like Curtis wasn't dead Mm -hmm. and he was you know, a hermit somewhere in the the woods, in the walls, you know, (laughs) something like that. That's -hmm. where I thought we were going. That was the closest I got to even guessing. And then I realized I'm not going to figure this out. So I'm just along for the ride at this point. Given that, how did you feel about the unveiling of Mrs. Pennyface and Mr. Shadow? Again, I've been waiting for this unveiling throughout this book, because like I said, I've read a, a book where there was a similar instance where there were people that were just able to travel through the house through the walls and shit which i hate it's a horrifying concept to me that is i will never own a victorian home for that fucking reason or i will make sure everything (laughs) is bricked up or something but there's just too many weird entrances and exits that i am not down for but when they were actually revealed i think that was oh i don't i think that was honestly probably more horrifying than the Ewan's version of it, just because these were real people and what they were doing to a five-year-old kid is not okay. So I know that Elsa was Mm -hmm. trying to help and get them out of the house because she just felt like there was something going on, but like you don't need to sneak through an armoire for a child who then made this whole thing and she became Mr. Shadow. And then Miss Pennyface, I think, is the one that really fucked me up because even in the beginning when Ewan was telling the story and he's like, and Maggie was describing this person she saw with the two pennies on the eyes, was like, fuck no. <laughs> no, 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 no. So I just picture some creepy Victorian ghost floating around and I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not okay with it. Um, like woman in black type shit. <laughs> not doing it. Uh, so when I found out that Miss Pennyface was actually Martha Carver 
and just realizing what they did to this poor child because they obviously needed their own uh, therapy sessions. I was not, I was not okay with that. I was surprised at who it was and why. I think that Mr. Shadow was a little bit of a letdown though of who it was with Elsa. I was just about to say that. I thought it was going to go somewhere different. So I do feel like that was a letdown, but what about you? I agree. I was just about to say that. I was more upset about the Mr. Shadow. I thought it was Elsa coming in to warn her and all that stuff. I thought Mm -hmm. that's the route you're going. You're going to go through the five-year-old. Like you're smarter than that. Come on. Let's be real. Fucked her up for life. So yeah, I was like, you couldn't have just gone and had a conversation with the parents (laughs) like an adult, but you know what? Why would you sneak into a child's bedroom (laughs) in the middle of the night? You're breaking so many. First of all, you're breaking and entering. Second of all, that's just, that's not okay at any level. Who ever thinks that's a good idea and that's okay? It's not okay. Do not go into people's walls. It's not nice. (laughs) It is not nice. It is not nice. (laughs) (laughs) But Miss Pennyface, I thought was great. I thought with the glasses reflecting, Mm -hmm. I thought, you know what? I could totally see five-year-old completely putting that Mm -hmm. together with the reflection and the coins. I loved that. I thought it was so creative of Riley. Mm-hmm. I I was like, I would want to dive into your brain, sir, because that was also coming in and poking your head. Yeah, what's wrong with you? You got all kind of mental problems on that. It's not okay. Yeah. But here's my question. Since you had not previously read that book with other people in the walls, did you know that there was a door in the grimoire? Or did you just think it was or armoire? Grimoire. I've been reading too many witch books. <laughs> um, or did you think it was just a child's imagination. Like, what did you think about that? I started getting kind of a hint. There was something different when they started saying it was handmade and it was completely creative and it was, nobody's ever had it. So I thought there's got to be something in it, like a trapdoor. There's something in there that's different. If mm-hmm. it's so completely handmade and they kept talking about it. Did I think it led out into a whole tunnel? No, because that's weird. It got it gave me very Narnia esque vibes. Yeah, but not in a good way. <laughs> not in a good way. Yeah. Which ending did you like better though? Realistically, I mean, Ewan's I I it was horrifying. Like with the whole indigo situation, it was horrifying, but it was like I said, more terrifying to me that there were actual real life humans doing this to a child. Like I think that chills me to my core that they thought this was okay. I thought obviously Ewan's is creepier. Mm-hmm. But let's just talk about how these adults stuck this sixteen year old body in the house. Yeah, and also hit not it. okay. That is where they took me, and I thought, you know what? That's a little creepy that you're totally okay doing that. It's once a year you're going to atone that you stuck somebody's body in a wall. Come on, come on, Ewan, but be better. The fact that. Ewan had boarded up the armoire and Maggie just decided to disregard that. That annoyed me. As soon as that happened, I was like, I know exactly what's going on here. <laughs> like, I just knew it. I Again, because of that other book. In but what head. about the other little girl that she kept seeing? Because they never addressed who or what Katie? that was. Katie? No. Remember, there were three people that she... Um, one was Mr. Shadow. One was Miss Pennyface. But there was also a little girl. And she's never... They didn't address who that or what that was. I had read that they, uh, I read on the things, they said it, that probably was Katie who was still haunting, you know, the Carver's kid. Yeah, it could be. That would make yeah. sense. But they literally never mm-hmm. talk about who or what that was. And they never go back to it even in a real way. Like, oh, okay. So we know who these two are, but wait, mm-hmm. who's Katie? But they never, they never talk about it. But yeah, I mean, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. not Indigo. Indigo is probably not somebody who would play very well. <laughs> no, she would not. <laughs> 
That is, I don't know why I cannot get past this, but that is, I can't handle it. I cannot handle it. You want to crawl backwards down some stairs. You want to like float up in the ceiling. Fine. But I cannot handle it. If you're just going to run around my walls, like in hidden staircases, I can't, that is a, that is a line. I need a safe word, like pineapple. I can't, I can't do it. I can't handle it. Note to self, if anybody wanted freaks Ashley out, nope. just knock on her nope. walls when she can't nope. see you. Do not do that because I will probably take a sledgehammer to them and I'll be like, oh, you want to play, Mr. Shadow? Like, it's not going to be pretty. I stayed over at my friend's house and I was dog sitting and I was sleeping in her bed and I woke up in the middle of the night because something was thumping against the bottom of the bed and I woke up losing it. And I was like, what the hell is that? And I completely forgot her dog hides underneath bed. It's scared of the thunderstorms. But for a half a second, I thought I was going to have to start swinging on somebody. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was going to go down. (laughs) So, All right, today's the day. (laughs) I was like, I don't know how I'm going to fight a paranormal ghost, but we're going to figure this out now. (laughs) (laughs) All in all, I loved this book from start to finish. I will say that. I can't say there was anything besides the weird Mr. Shadow thing with Elsa. There was nothing really that disappointed me to a point where I docked it out from a five. And like I said, if I hadn't already kind of read that concept, I probably would have looked at this book differently. But that's just how it is. If, you, if you've if you read anything similar or they've mm-hmm. taken a similar spin, you kind of see it coming. So it takes some of that like, you know, shock and awe away. Uh, so that's the only reason why I... I was like, it was a three, but it was a very strong three. It was very enjoyable. I highly recommend it. I just think one of the biggest twists I didn't get to be a part of because I I already experienced it in another book. You figured it out. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's yeah. it took something away because of that, unfortunately. But um, otherwise, it was great. It was a great book. If you like paranormal reads, uh, if you like to be terrified, I would definitely recommend this. I think it was a very solid solid story, but you will probably be slightly annoyed by Maggie. So that's that. Also, fun fact, when I was looking this up after I dove down deep after I finished it, there is a show on Apple TV called Home Before Dark. It has nothing to do with this book, FYI. But this book is getting made into a movie or is in the talks or there's a rumor. So I am ready for Mm -hmm. that. I'm not doing it. <laughs> we watching I will it. not be watching people in the mother effing wall. I'm not doing it. I will not do it. If they um, do not do this justice, I will be making we this another page episode. At 11 a.m. with mimosas so that I can be <laughs> intoxicated and actually go to sleep. Because I am not going to be okay for several days. So... What are some other book recos you have for spooky season? Um, some other thrillers that you want to talk to our listeners about? I want to highlight, as if you couldn't get enough of him, another <laughs> Riley Sager thriller that I just finished and I was absolutely obsessed with. I may have given this a four, maybe five. I don't even remember. Basically, my love affair is going hella strong. His novel, Last Time I Lied, came out in July 2018. It's basically the quintessential summer camp, girls-only horror movie going wrong. Honestly, I wasn't even surprised if Jason would have came out from the lake because there was a creepy-ass lake. It goes back to Emma Davis watched her cabin mates walk out into the night and never come back. Almost two decades later, and now a prominent artist, Emma is back at Camp Nightingale. Dun, dun, dun. And determined to follow the creepy clothes left by one of her missing bunkmates to discover what happened. 
when history repeats itself and three more of her cabin mates go missing again, will she be able to find them? I could not put this down, even though in the beginning I kept thinking, this is just another trope, another girl summer camp thing. This is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It had all the makings. It had the creepy lake. It had... Where they're like camp counselors making out in the corner. Yeah. All the... Mm -hmm. The head lady who owned the camp, her sons were there and it was like sexual tension. And then they were Mm -hmm. there back in the day and they were hooking up with camp, you know, same Mm -hmm. thing. But when I finished the book, my first thought was this would make a bomb ass movie. Cause at the end there was a little twist that you didn't even see coming. And then there was a big twist right before that, that I thought, Whoa, that was good. I did not see that happening. And I actually saw that there's a rumor that it's in the talks to become a movie. So if this movie also goes south, it will also be an episode on page rage, but I highly suggest this one. I love this one. I love home before dark. I did not like survive the night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what about you? What do you have? Uh, well, that one is definitely on my to-read list. So it's on the list. Maybe we'll get to it this month. We'll see. <laughs> um, but on my end, it's one that I read for my Killers and Thrillers book club. Um, it's called The Cipher. It was actually written by a Latina author and former FBI agent, Isabella Maldonado. Um, and actually came out in November of 2020. Uh, what I really enjoyed about this is that it followed another FBI agent named Nina Guerrera, who escaped a serial killer when she was 16 um, who's known as the Cipher. And then basically it flashes forward to the future where a video of her basically taking down an attacker goes viral because she's a bad bitch. She's a very small human, but she is not to be messed with. Um, and so after that video goes viral, her serial killer, Cipher, comes back out of hiding and starts killing young girls again, basically leaving her messages and trying to like lure her back into the web. Awesome. It was really good. It felt like I was watching an episode of Law and Order SVU where it, there was just so much knowledge in the writing because obviously she lived and breathed it. Like mm-hmm. the author came from this and I really liked it. So it was really interesting. Obviously, you know that at the end of the book, there's going to be a showdown, of course, between Nina and the Cypher. Like that's not even a spoiler. Like that's what happens in this. But there's a lot of really interesting twists into how we get there that I really enjoyed. Um, There were some parts about it that I was like, "Eh, okay, whatever. But overall, I thought it was a really good read, uh, up and coming author, um, and it is Latin American Heritage Month. So definitely want to call that out as well. But this was really good. So if you love like Law and Order, SVU and Serial Killers, this is definitely a book you should check out. I heard a rumor. Oh, that's from uh, Umbrella Academy. Yeah. <laughs> I heard a rumor this is getting made into a TV show and J-Lo is. is playing the lead. It is. Um, mm-hmm. Because J-Lo actually, I think she bought the rights to it. So she's going to produce it and act in it. I'm a little torn on how I feel about that because I don't see Nina as J-Lo. Um, so I okay. don't know if she, and Nina's also supposed to be 26. She's supposed to be younger in the FBI. And that also leads to you know some of why she acts in a certain way so i don't know how they're going to do it and make her older because again like you said the serial killer will also be a lot older Mm -hmm. as well so i don't know if j-lo is going to play nina or if she's gonna play a different role because there is another role that she could play but it wouldn't be the main one so i heard that and i added it to my two reads list because i saw that and i also really like the premise I love me some serial killers for some reason. Same. Like I said, give me all the slasher serial killer films here for it. I can handle it. Cannot. I just, ugh, paranormal stuff. I hate it. I hate it so much. I do love me some paranormal shit. All right. Well, we want to hear from you. Did Home Before Dark keep you awake all night like it did us? 
can you handle people potentially in your walls? <laughs> or are you saying like me? Email us at hello at pageragepodcast.com or DM us on Insta at pagerage underscore podcast. And of course, please subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast network.